bringing people together through live events in general, I think is something that we kind of need to like keep pushing for the most part because providing people opportunities to meet other people, especially like-minded people, um, whether it be music or people just getting them together, giving them a spot to kind of meet other people who are in the same boat or trying to do the same thing. That's awesome. Welcome back to the Curative Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sutarchi, and my guest today is David Petroni. David is the founder of the radio show, independent label, and events curator, Small High Club. David loves to support local music producers and artists. He promotes newly released music as well as coordinates many events all over the Bay Area. In this episode, we talk about take the time to learn every aspect of what you want to do, how building a community with like-minded people is a win-win scenario for everyone, and that is not a competition, but instead we should all be inspired by one another. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who is watching the podcast on YouTube and listening to the episodes on all the podcast apps. There are many other ways to support the podcast. A few are to rate and write a review on iTunes. If you got value from the episode, you can share it with a friend and you can email me at hello at kevinsutarji.com and tell me your story about which episode resonated with you. Also, when I announce my guest for the episode on Instagram and ask for questions, you can DM me your question for my guest. Lastly, you can subscribe and be part of the notification squad by opting in on getting notified on YouTube or any podcast app whenever a new episode is released. Thank you and enjoy the show. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Definitely appreciate it, man. I talked to Kevin Kim, who's Checky, and he... The homie. Yeah, he, he said a lot of great things about you. Hey. So I appreciate you coming. Shouts out Kevin. Shout out Kevin. <laughs> he's, a, he's a homie. And I've, I've definitely just met him like less than a year ago. What is it that you guys do again? Oh, we're just software engineers. Software. En- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, dang. That's definitely some Bay Area stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can probably just guess that you're, we're in tech and most likely you'll be correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. So for the audience that don't know, um, why don't you talk about yourself and how you got to what is now Smile High? For sure. Well, Smile High started off as a Facebook group originally where we shared new music back in the early electronic days. Um, When I first kind of got into electronic music, it was like around 2008. So there was still a lot of developments I guess being made and whatnot and within the whole especially in the US because I guess UK is always ahead of everything for the most part and a lot of that sound kind of came over and then people started messing with that and then like Skrillex came around whatever Dead Mouse was doing his thing yeah Cascade was doing his thing so definitely got into like that that EDM type rave scene for the most part um but we had this group called the Smile High Club on Facebook. It was a private group where we'd share new music. And mm-hmm. so that was like a source for getting new tunes that like other people hadn't heard of before. And then like whenever I got to play them for people, people would be like, what, what is this? And stuff like that. So that's where the idea of it came around from. And then it wasn't until I was at KSJS at San Jose State um, when I got a radio show, I was like thinking about, okay, what should I name it or whatever? And so that whole idea of sharing new music, plus Small High Club is just 
sick name in yeah. general. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's let's do that because it's like positive, spreading new music, good vibes. So yeah. What what got you interested in sharing other people's music, like the un- underground scene and all of that? So a part of what we did at KSJS, which is San Jose State's college radio station, 90.5, shouts out to them, because they definitely put me on and got me involved with a lot of stuff. Um, basically, the whole goal of that is to not play music that's on the radio. So anything that's top 40 is already out. Um, so yeah, that kind of got me searching more for new music and just like in general looking around for good music to play. Um, there was one weekend that kind of was a turning point for me, at least in like taste, because like I said, I was definitely into like the more ravey EDM stuff before. Right. With the popular DJs and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like back when Hardwell was a thing, definitely saw him. Yes, Hardwell. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Throwbacks. Um, but yeah, there was one weekend where I had to go to, I went to San Diego. I didn't have to go, but it was, it was a choice. And my friend was seeing Flying Lotus back when he was releasing the I'm Dead album. And he was like, this is going to be sick. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't really listen to Flying Lotus at the time. I knew who he was. I'd seen him like kind of play it hard one time, I remember. Um, but I was like, all right, I'll go with you to this. Like, If you're saying it's cool, trust you. Um, and it was actually one of the dopest shows I'd been to, at least production-wise, too. Because you had this whole visual setup with like a cube that everything was projection mapped and stuff and the visuals for the whole thing was just pretty crazy so that was like a the first show that weekend next show i got to see selection at the echoplex and a bunch of friends were already into selection i didn't really like understand the hype as much but it wasn't until i went to the show that i like understood because they have a really awesome community just the whole vibe and I don't know the atmosphere itself behind selection shows is just really awesome yeah um, I definitely love their their music their vibe and just like their community as it, well. it brought about a new idea of how shows could be done and how people can be interacting at the shows for the most part and what kind of music could be played at those shows so yeah. that's that was, cool yeah it was really awesome to like at least see that um, and then bring that back with me and like want to figure out how to incorporate more new styles of music, more new artists who deserve some more recognition, at least in my opinion. Um, and like, I don't know, help them create that platform so that they can keep going and keep doing their thing that they love. So. And so were you the type to be the one that creates communities, creates new things like that, groups? So... I mean, I've been trying to figure out a way to be involved in music for a while. I mean, I DJ'd every now and then, and that, I mean, that was really fun. Just the whole act of DJing is really fun when you can bring people together um, under a certain like beat or song or just like get people on the same vibe, wavelength, whatever. Yeah, definitely. And see them enjoy it as much as you are enjoying doing that. Um, so I wanted to figure out a way to kind of create more of a community aspect in some way or another because I felt like that was something that's lacking especially in today's society is where we're kind of just like separated for the most part and people are just like usually on the internet and and whatnot and I don't I love all that stuff because it's definitely brought a lot of people closer together 
like SoundCloud in general, just internet has brought a lot of stuff closer to people. But um, giving people that live experience has been my goal, especially like if you were to make a song and then play it out for people and then have them enjoy it, like that's probably like one of the greatest feelings ever. Yeah. And even, you know, when you're part of that crowd, like you were saying at the show, mm -hmm. when you were filling the music, filling like selections, whole set, their community, like you feel good, right? You you feel you enjoyed that, like vibing with everyone and like yeah. dancing with everyone and enjoying it. It's like all positive vibes for the most part. And it's all about music because there's something crazy about music that brings people together that you've never met before. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after that, you know, the shows in San Diego, like how did you start bring that community aspect and the community to the Bay Area? So it wasn't until I kind of joined KSJS that I realized that this was my opportunity to kind of do something or at least like contribute to what was going on at the time and maybe bring some new artists some more attention in some way or another and use what I was doing as a platform for, for new artists for the most part. Because 90.5 is a legitimate radio station and it's crazy. And like I, you kind of forget about it when you're doing it for the most part, but it goes from Daily City to Gilroy and everyone who's in between can listen and you can stream it online. So we never knew how many people were listening. So it's just like, you feel like you're kind of talking to no one, sure. but like, I don't know. It's fun to be able to play new and good music and then have some people maybe call up and be like, yeah, what was that last track or whatever? Yeah. How did you find the artists, the local artists, the underground artists? So finding artists was definitely, it's definitely taken some time. Um, honestly, I got to thank SoundCloud's algorithms for that for the most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I tried to get out as much as I could, but sometimes it's just like, it's tiring to like go out and do stuff every weekend, like go to shows and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, it, it's fun too, especially when like, you know, some people and you're trying to go and support them and like, just kind of trying to reach out and saying like, Hey, great stuff. Like I'm here. I'm, I came here to see your set for the most part. Um, yeah, it took a while because San Jose is, like I said, pretty spread out. And a lot of what I do has been kind of focusing on San Jose and then Bay Area and then the greater community for the most part, especially music, because I don't know, it's there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things. But yeah, I bringing it all back. SoundCloud has definitely helped me figure out how to get in touch with a lot of people. And I don't know, once I was in KSJS, I started meeting some other people like Hemlock, who was another big influential person in Small High's development for the most part. He ran um, some a YouTube channel where he would basically release that mu like new music as well. Um, and he kind of put me on to a lot of new artists. So shouts out to him. Um, but yeah, he's still doing his thing. We have him playing at one of our next shows coming up. Oh, nice. So definitely don't miss out on that if you're in SF on August 16th. Come to 1015 Folsom. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, SoundCloud is definitely the platform that got me into local artists, you know, up and comers and stuff. Because back back in the day, before I knew about SoundCloud, mm -hmm. I basically listened to the radio. And I got into SoundCloud through like 
I think Diplo's um, okay. Diplo and Friends, right? Yeah. He, he used to post his Diplo and Friends mixes, and then Those things you know, are pretty fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I used to listen to it all the time, and other artists would post theirs on their on their profiles. So then, you know, once I got into that, I started listening to like Future Bass. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I uh, found Future Bass. And how I started to get into that kind of music, you know, Manila mm-hmm. Killer, Wave Racer, hey. all of those. And nice. um, SoundCloud is still probably the biggest music platform that I list, that I use. Same here, to be honest. Um, I would have to say I'm usually on there. I just kind of started getting on more on the Spotify game for the most part. Okay. And like, I don't know. They, they do a decent job of bringing in some new music that you might not have heard of or you have heard of, but you just never got around to finding yeah um but soundcloud is definitely my number one go-to for finding new music because there's nothing there it's a really good feeling finding something randomly on soundcloud just like pressing play and then like not expecting anything it's like wow this track is awesome <laughs> yeah i mean i i think i heard that you know spotify has is getting a lot of more up-and-comers and you know individual producers mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely soundcloud was like the the og you know, for real. just letting anyone put in their music and people got big from that. Dude, it's crazy because it, it kind of gives me anxiety because there's so much new music coming out all the time. Right. And it's yeah. like, I need to listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, you know, there's, there's so much out there. How do you know, uh, when is too much for you to really sift through? Well, luckily the show keeps me involved and in at least like looking at new music coming out. And like checking out new stuff for the most part i do like to go back to old other types of music that i used to listen to back in the day every now and then because on the way i was listening to some like a skylit drive i don't know if you know who those guys are some like post hardcore i don't even know what to call it but it was like some hardcore screamo rock stuff (laughs) vans warped tour whatever yeah but um like I, i like to switch it up every now and then and what i love about soundcloud is that there's always new styles and people are always like pushing the boundaries on there. And usually when I find the right, like, or at least like songs that kind of mesh that would mesh well together on, on the radio show, I kind of stop there, but I'll, I'll like tracks just to listen to them later from like other people who I somewhat know, at least over SoundCloud, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's tough calling it quits. But like, it's definitely kind of tiring to like always be on there looking for new stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like that's like something that videographers have to do as well, where we have to watch a lot of videos, get a lot of inspiration on how to improve yourself, right? And you know, with with musicians, they have to kind of like, oh, get inspired or learn, you know, from other artists and stuff like that. But yeah, it gets tiring just over consuming content, and and there's a point where I feel like sometimes I just gotta like not watch and just use what i learned like yeah, apply what i learned it. exactly just try it out see what see what comes out of it because that was half of what we were doing like at least for smile high that's like half of what it's about is just trying it out like hitting people up seeing like what they'd say and for the most part and like trying to work with people on more of a person to person basis and put a like a a personality to like the whole brand and stuff right. because I don't know. It's always easier to talk when people are like more down to earth and like are relatable and whatnot. And it's like, 
you can put on a business front for so long, but it's like, no, we're just people. We yeah. want to make some cool stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's enough, you know, technology to like at least start the conversation, right? Like, oh, mm. I heard your track on SoundCloud. You Shouts know, out I love SoundCloud. it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, you, you gotta say like, oh, you want to work on a track together, or you want to meet up, or you know, have uh, join us on an event. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta do that face to face at some point. Exactly, and that's the coolest part, though. It's like, I don't know. There's some people who like I just went to the UK, and it's like. I met some people over there who had kind of known through SoundCloud, but it's like when you meet them, it's like, oh, I kind of know you already for the most part. Right. It's, not, it's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So then at the point of, you know, San Jose State and um, having that radio show, uh, what did you do afterwards? So that, so I had the radio show for about, I want to say four years around there. Um, but yeah, I just recently stopped doing it on KSJS okay. this, this like couple months ago. And then I was trying to figure out a way to kind of um, push more in like the podcast game, even though I'm not really talking, it's more of like a mix in general. So, but it was just a way to kind of get that out there f- to more people, make it more accessible. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt the need to move on and like, I didn't want to get stuck there. Right. And I wanted to take the next step with what we were doing, at least especially in the streaming age where everyone has either Apple Music or Spotify or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I post stuff on SoundCloud still, but I got to be able to make it more accessible to people so they can listen. Yeah. So you're you're doing the small high radio like every week. Are you releasing every week? I'm, uh, that's the goal. Okay. <laughs> I it's, just, it's a lot of work. It, yeah. it, it's like you said, the post-production stuff takes a while yeah. and it's like, I'll find the songs, I got to mix it and then I got to kind of put it all together and then add, um, like me talking over everything and then post it and then write out all the, the songs, blah, 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 blah. And then start promoting it. So there's yeah. definitely a lot of steps to it. That's the same exact thing for video. I mean, for video, it's, you know, especially for the podcast, I'm doing the recording, I have to edit it, and then, like, I have to write all the bios and um, create trailers and all of that. And it's, it's a lot of work. And I'm trying to do this weekly as well. And Hell man, yeah. it's, it's crazy. But, I mean... I'd rather be doing like working on it than not working on it because there's definitely a feeling that I get where it's like, I could be doing this right now. Like, Oh, I should probably do this. Right. And it's like, I don't know if anyone does feel like that, you should definitely just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you enjoy it. Right. Like, you know, sometimes the work can get me to mix. I love, I love mixing. And it's like, I don't really have time to do that every now and then. So it gives me a chance to kind of just find these new songs and then just, all right, let's see if I can make a mix out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a challenge that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like there are times when you don't want to do it, that you're tired or something like that. But that's, you know, if, if you are really honest with yourself and then mm-hmm. you say, yeah, I actually enjoy this. Maybe not today because I'm tired. Yeah. Um, you just have to get through it so that you can continue. And then when you see the results, you're like, okay, I remember why I enjoy this. Future me definitely appreciates me putting the time and effort into just doing it. <laughs> yeah, same, same here, for sure, for sure. So as you're doing that, you're also hosting and coordinating um, a lot of events. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into that? Did you do that in college or did you start doing that afterwards? So I, the first event that we did, at least for Smile High, was on New Year's 2016. Um, 
And it wasn't until I was involved in KSJS that I met some people who got me connected with like a local venue and stuff like that because they had done some shows and whatnot. So like I said, shouts out KSJS for getting me involved with a lot of people who are just out there doing music stuff. I also got involved over at our school's event center. Um, and that kind of got me, because I don't know, I don't want to be that guy to like request stuff that isn't possible or at least like not have a good general idea of how things should be going. Okay. Um, that's so fair. that's, I, I kind of got myself involved in AV work, especially um, event production stuff. Um, and just to get like a better background from for the behind the scenes type of things for events and like knowing what could go wrong and how to like kind of deal with those problems or what we need beforehand so we're not just like showing up and being like oh i forgot all this stuff right <laughs> and you, you can't do it <laughs> yeah you're just putting in the work to really understand every aspect of an event so mm -hmm. that's cool <clears throat> so in in that case then um were you just doing everything like different jobs and then you're just trying to learn a little bit here and there so you can you know finally create your own was that your goal or was it more of just like i want to be involved and you didn't really think about starting your own events so i definitely got involved to do more events because there's something about live events that i really love and that got me into like music in general and so my whole like part of the goal for small high is to give artists a platform to actually see how their um music is like affecting people in real time and stuff yeah like cool. i said there's just something about mixing for people and then once you're on the same wavelength and can get them on the same wavelength it's a really awesome feeling so kind of has kept me involved with what i'm doing and and, and everything so so even though you did all the different jobs, like you were working AV and all of that, mm -hmm. when you actually coordinated a show, mm -hmm. like how hard was was it? Well, it was definitely a like a new experience, and like you kind of have to just roll with the punches, because, like they say, whatever can can go wrong will go wrong, oh, yeah. or at least like some things that you wouldn't expect to happen will, if, especially if you don't put in the effort to kind of make sure they don't. Yeah. So it was a really, our first show actually went pretty well because I was, I had, I had another friend who helped, who uh, helped me out with things. Um, he actually made this shirt and he's going to be doing some, um, new clothing stuff pretty soon under the name seven lands. Oh, sick. so definitely check that out. If you guys, uh, are looking for some new threads. But uh, nice. but um, he helped me out and he definitely helped me organize stuff for the most part. And like I kind of worked more on the artist um, reach out and making sure they knew what they needed to kind of play and stuff and give them all the, the deets. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of logistics that go into events and you kind of have to run things through your head from like the very beginning and like, all right, how is this going to happen? Like things don't just magically appear. You kind of have to make sure all those little things that you do need get there somehow, or at least you have access to them. So yeah, a lot of people don't think about that sometimes. In terms of like the events then, so even though you run through things over your head and you're, mm -hmm. you kind of plan for hopefully whatever is coming at, at your way, mm -hmm. um, would you say that during the event, you don't even have time to enjoy the music in your case and you're just still running around trying to make sure everything's fine? I def there's definitely times where I am running around and 
don't know. That's just me though. Like I kind of want to make sure everyone's having a good time. Everything's good. And nothing does, nothing gets out of like place for the most part. Cause I don't know. There could be like somebody could like get in a fight or something like that. And it's like, you have to deal with that and make sure that everyone's good and stuff. So it's like, you want to mitigate things as much as possible. Yeah. But like, also I, I like to enjoy myself as well at these events. So I try to find times in between, you gotta just know when the right times are to kind of enjoy yourself. But also if something is going wrong, step up and try to fix it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cause no you, one else is going to fix it. <laughs> exactly. And so, so then in that case, when you're running the events, are, mm. do you work with a team or are you mainly doing it yourself? So it varies event to event. Um, I have some people who I work with every now and then, but it's like, I'm not going to force people to kind of put their time and effort into something if they don't want to. Um, a lot of it is mostly me kind of coordinating stuff for the most part, but there definitely have been people who help with certain aspects throughout the shows. It's not consistent, but they, without their help, it probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a lot of times then like you have to really worry about all the differences between each event. So like, for example, if you're outdoors, I don't know if there's like a noise, like, you know, there, there's mm -hmm. a curfew basically for, for loud noises. Yeah. So depending on, on, yeah, where the event is and whatnot, we haven't really done too many outside events. And if they are, it's usually at like a residence or something like a house party or whatever. Yeah. I went to that one in San, San Jose. Jose. Oh yeah. shit, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> I haven't been. That one blew up. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Huge. It's a long line. Um, and I, I felt like, I don't think I went to a house party in like five years. Mm -hmm. And so going to that, I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> this is popping. And it, you know, that was it, a fun it, one. <laughs> it was fun to see like everyone just dancing and like hanging out and stuff yeah. like that. So that's really cool. I really like that event. So I think, yeah, one of the main things for, for events is definitely like security. Like, I don't know. That's one of the big, big things. Uh, like if you're talking about kind of ordinances or at least like trying to make sure everyone's good for the most part. Right. Um, at least letting people know. I try to let people know through example, like how to kind of act and stuff like that for the most part. But yeah, sometimes people get rowdy and whatnot. And I don't know, it's it's good to have like a backup plan just in case things do go down. So so I'm sure you have to worry about a lot of other things during an event. Like, you know, what are the behind the scenes things that you have to worry about or work on to get the event running smoothly? So being a part of the AV stuff. Um, I definitely focus more on like the sound aspect and making sure people can play their stuff. Oh, that's very important because <laughs> yeah. there's definitely, there's, there's been times where people like haven't brought the right things that they needed to, to play their music. And I'm like, all right, good thing I brought this extra cable or whatever, like yeah. just in case. <laughs> yeah. And did you buy it for yourself initially or did you just buy it for, you know, just in case? Mostly <laughs> just in case scenarios. There's, there's, there's like at the beginning of what I was doing, I wanted to make sure I could play on whatever setup because I bring like a controller and laptop and all that stuff. Right. Still going to try to make the jump to CDJs pretty soon. But, um, yeah, I don't want to be that guy to like bring all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I don't have the right adapter or something <laughs> yeah. for some, like, so it's like, I have those just in case as well for other people. So it's definitely coming handy. Yeah. How often do you play shows as well? 
Um, it varies. Uh, I've I've kind of tried to take the back seat for the most part and let other people play at the shows that we do, um, that I do host and whatnot. Because it is kind of tough, like worrying about a set and then also worrying about everyone else's stuff. Yeah, for sure. And just the inve- uh, event in general. So it'll it'll vary every now and then, just depending on like if I feel like the type of music that I'm going to play is going to be the right type of music for the event mm-hmm. or if someone else's vibe will be better or yeah, maybe we owe someone a show for something, but yeah. Okay. So then in terms of the shows, like how do you find the right people for an event? Is it like, Oh, I, for San Jose Cella, I mm-hmm. want this specific kind of music, this specific genre, or how do you go with, with that? Yeah. So based on the actual venue, and based on the other artists that are playing and the other people who are hosting it, you can kind of get an idea of how, like what kind of sound they're going for, for the most part. And a lot of it is, is kind of like guessing, but you kind of got to communicate like in general to the people that you are thinking about, like, like Shecky, like when we had him for San Ocella. Um, I think I definitely let him know like the type of vibes that we're going for, but his sound kind of revolved around that to begin with. So I didn't think it was going to be too hard for him to kind of, find the right vibes for it so that's true so that it depends because like you can kind of tell how um or what people's tastes will revolve around for the most part when they're mixing and and playing and stuff if you if they have like a few songs up or just let them know for the most part yeah so then for a small high club in general um it seems that you're working with a bunch of different artists with different genres did you initially have a specific genre in mind or did you kind of said, you know, maybe (laughs) local and independent artists and all of that? It was mostly independent and up and coming artists. I tried to include more local people when I could, but sometimes they're busy doing other stuff and like stuff doesn't work out. But yeah, definitely in the beginning, um, it was a little bit more varied. Uh, I've kind of had to hone down the sound just for people in general and I don't know. It makes it easier for people to kind of get an idea of what to expect for the most part. True. But at the same time, what I'm trying to do with Small High is to let people know that what we are putting out is going to be good. He's got to come with like an open mind. Yeah. Because we're trying to promote new styles, new new artists, new different different types of music for the most part. And if people come with that in mind, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Because a lot of the artists that I do try to work with, I feel like have that potential or at least like I can see them doing that in the future. So as long as they have an open mind, the the audience has an open mind. So then, uh, in that case, um, what would you say is, are the genres that small high is trying to go towards and maybe some example of who, who's doing this kind of genre? Mm -hmm. Okay. So originally what, the goal was for the sound that we that I'm trying to push for Small High was um, like a mix between Selection and Ausla. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are two good communities, right? It, they're, they're they're kind of different too, for the most part. It was just trying to find something in between, yeah. Where it's like um, future beats for the most part, where it's like hip hop, soul, disco, funk, but with like an electronic twist on there as well. Yeah, I love that. So. That's the whole goal of everything because I don't want to do something that other people have done already. Mm-hmm. I want to bring something new to the table and at least add a new spin on things for the most part. So that's the goal. 
So after after you find these artists and producers, how do you um, how do you make sure that they're kind of uh, well connected with each other as well as yourself? How do you keep in contact with everyone and you know make sure that you guys are all work, working together? So that's definitely been a question that I've been figuring out how to answer because. I don't know. I don't want to be too annoying. And <laughs> at the same time, like I'll, I'll just randomly hit up people sometimes and be like, Hey, what's up? How are you doing? Like yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too weird, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want it to make it seem like it's all just like business and stuff. Like give me your music. Let's right. Put that. Yeah, out. for sure. <laughs> so there is, there, like I said, there's a human aspect to everything and like just treat people like how you'd want to be treated for the most part. And I don't know, offer them something because they are putting time and effort especially when i'm trying to get music to release and like talking to people about that for the most part um so yeah i always try to keep that in mind um when working with other people and just getting people on the same wavelength um it's tough because luckily the internet like i said is bringing people closer together and like i have like there's like a small high chat that we have and stuff. And I know, um, some other groups, they use discord. Oh yeah. I'm just not on there enough and I feel bad about it, but it's like, I feel like I'm on social media all the time for the most part. So it's like half, half, half the day. I'm like, let me get away from my phone. But the other half, I'm like, I got to check and see what's going on. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> Stay on top of things. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to disconnect or else you're just going to be overwhelmed by so many notifications and all of that. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm definitely still trying to figure that out for the most part. Um, because the community aspect is definitely something I want to work more on. But at the same time, I feel like we have gotten people kind of closer together, like just through Smile High itself. It's like, oh, someone else did a song under us. And I feel like other people have worked on collabs after that, after kind of checking out each other's material and stuff and whatnot. So there's definitely some collaboration going on that, yeah. that I, like, I'm, I'm especially not aware of. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think um, so. I'm part of this um, media company, The Local Show, and they're based in LA, but they started off as a podcast. Okay. And um, they recently like expanded to NorCal, nice. you know, New York and other places. And, um, you know, what they do is like they do these podcasts with people. And then every so often they'll have this event called The Local Market. And then what they do is they hit up all the people that they've had a podcast w episode with and they bring them to an event saying, hey, you know, come to our event, mm -hmm. get a booth and, you know, you can sell whatever you're selling, whether it's like food or clothing or nice. whatever art. And um, that's sick. You know, it's it's like it's definitely um, something that I really will follow because mm -hmm. um, like I love that kind of community aspect where yeah. you bring people together and the, people can collaborate, meet each other and stuff like that. Because, yeah, one of the main goals with the shows that we try to put on, I try to like put on artists that have released stuff with us for the most part. Like that's the main goal is like giving them an opportunity. The people who have given time and energy to smile high, give them an opportunity to, to actually play music to more people. So yeah, I definitely feel that. And like bringing people together through live events in general, I think is something that we kind of need to like keep pushing for the most part, because like, I don't know being like, it's comfortable sitting around at home for the most part, but it's yeah. like 
you're not going to meet anyone that way. You're not going to kind of go beyond your comfort zone that way. Agreed. And you never know who you can meet or what can come from meeting those people if you never go out. Yeah. So providing people opportunities to meet other people, especially like-minded people, um, whether it be music or people a part of the podcast, stuff like you were saying, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, just getting them together, giving them a spot to kind of meet other people who are in the same boat or trying to do the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, shout out to the local show um, hey. for adding, you know, mm. letting me join them, uh, join their team. Um, you know, like I, I really am happy to see that people are really focusing on creating a community and um, bringing like-minded people together, you know, doing great things for it. Um, so like when, you know, Kevin Shecky was telling me about Smile High, I looked at your SoundCloud, looked at, you know, like all the events that you threw and um, yeah, I was just excited to hear hey. that you're doing that. <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole goal is give people who don't really have that opportunity to, to put out, or at least like give people a platform to, to play the music that they want to play. Because especially around San Jose, you're kind of stuck with like hip hop, top 40 people call it ratchet music over there. Right. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't want to hear that every time I go yeah. out and stuff. So finding spots or at least like creating those spots is definitely, um, I feel like needed, especially now. So, um, you said like Alza and selection are two communities, two labels mm -hmm. that you really, um, look up to. Um, would you say that you go to those events or you kind of learn from them as well in terms of how to build a community or how to run events? And well, I'd have to say yes, more so on the selection side because they've done a great job. I feel like bringing people together and bringing this whole new wave of um, music out to people as well. But another group that I really enjoy what they're doing and like have a lot of respect for is Brownies and Lemonade. Oh, I love Brownies and Lemonade. Right? Yeah, they're legit. Th they're doing a good job, I feel like, with the live event stuff. Um, and like I'm trying to push Smile High in that direction where people can see the brand and know it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And like, it's not going to matter who's playing the event or whatever. So that's the main goal. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. Cause I, I do realize that like brownies and lemonade, sometimes they advertise in an event and they don't even say who the artists are. Yeah. They're like, kind of like a uh, secret artists, you know, mm -hmm. coming and just come. Exactly. That's really cool. I, I think, uh, getting into that, you know, that level is definitely a, a su success, you know, in that case, then are you, um, working on ways to market your community more to artists as well as, you know, the fan base? Yeah. So we have had some like producer meetups in the past where we've gotten people into like the studio uh, with a bunch of other people who are making music and stuff. And those I feel like have been some of the more beneficial things that we've done just because, I feel like a lot of um, the types of people who come out to our events are involved in music in some way or another, or at least like are creative in some way or another. Yeah. So bringing more like-minded people who are trying to do some new stuff like creatively has definitely been the goal. And so I've been working on trying to get an event going where it's not just 21 and up. Like it's more of like an all ages or at least like, they're not checking IDs at the door or whatever. Right. So been working on that and hopefully have something coming soon that, that we can kind of 
structure as more of like a meetup thing for for producers while music's going like it'd be cool to have dj sets still for the most part but have it be more of like a get together and like something where people can kind of network for the most part especially producers and people doing that sort of stuff so yeah i've seen producers kind of jam together it's cool bringing a lot of people who who understand music together because then they can just do their thing and i'm always kind of amazed to see what people can do just like right off the bat i'm like dang so I, I don't know. I always wish I could be like that musically talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like riff off like some yeah. chords or some beat and just like add add your own twist yeah. to it. I just never, yeah, I just it would take some more practice for sure to like be able to know, okay, this is a, a E minor. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me let me start getting in my scale. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so then uh, for the events, you know, where a lot of producers get to network, like what, what do you foresee being able to do with that event? Like what would they do to network? So it's more of just like getting away from like the computer and like, cause I don't know, people can be really good at making music and putting it out and stuff like that. But it's like, if you can't, get to know the community or get involved with the community there's no real steps i feel like after that unless you kind of like suddenly blow up randomly and i feel like that happens but like not a lot Mm -hmm. um and like you can make really good music but still like not be known yeah that's true so that's like been one of the goals for small highs to like help these people who like are like bedroom mozarts or whatever and give them an opportunity to kind of go beyond that because a lot of people in the music industry have to do a lot of stuff themselves. Yeah. And so it's really hard to just do everything by yourself, whether it's making the music, marketing, um, going out and like making those connections, networking, blah, 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 getting to know the right people. Um, because sometimes things can be very like clicky, especially when it comes to events, because there's certain groups who may put on stuff, but they usually keep it within a certain circle. And it's like, I've been noticing that's kind of like dispersing a little bit more. Like people are starting to get more connected, which is cool. But um, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for people to kind of break through that, especially within their local community. So that's been the whole goal is to give people a platform to take those next steps or at least like, all right, I've, I've done a show before. Like I kind of know what to expect. And it's like, they can bring that onto the next thing that they're trying to do. So do you ever get the vibe that producers are competing against each other or is it all, you know, all love? I, I, I feel like it's a constant kind of like struggle for some people sometimes. And it's like, you always got to kind of bring yourself back and remember it's not a competition. Like it's, it's just about expressing your, that, that's what music is about is just kind of doing your own thing and yeah. expressing yourself your own way. For sure. There's no right way to do it. And if people like it or not, like whatever, um, but I feel like some people kind of take it more as a competition sometimes, especially when numbers get involved and, and blah, 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 blah. But you got to just kind of bring yourself back and remember why you kind of started doing it in the first place, which is just kind of like for the love of it and like trying to make sure you always keep that in mind because everyone's trying to get to the same place. There's no reason to like make it harder for someone else. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's a lot easier when you're working together because we're all gonna get there eventually. It's just a matter of time, whatever. Um, as long as you keep doing it, that's like the one of the main things as well. But yeah, it makes it a lot harder when you're 
trying to compete against everyone. It should should be the opposite, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's always something that I have to ask myself every time when I'm meeting other videographers or seeing them mm-hmm. on, on Instagram or YouTube and they're doing cool shit. It's hard to not compare yourself. Yeah, I, I, I compare myself enough to the point where I'm like, oh man, I should be doing that, like, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of events or I should be like doing you know these types of shows you know like filming shows and stuff and if anything it's good motivation it is good motivation and um you know i have to sometimes remind myself like it's not a competition exactly as you said and not just be more inspired Mm -hmm. versus saying oh i have to beat this person i have to you know have a better video than this person i feel like if you ever feel that way just give them a compliment and just be like yo what you're doing is really sick like I really like what you're doing and just let them know like how you really feel because I don't know, of course you can turn it around and be like, but still it's like, why not just like be nice about it and like, I don't know, progress things forward in a positive way. That's true. And, and like you said, there's room for everyone to grow. There's room for everyone to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that vibe. And, um, a lot more people should definitely think about that when they mm-hmm. work with other artists, you know, um, they, they should add this support system. I think it's getting there, um, especially around here. You can kind of tell like there's like a future beats community, especially here in the Bay Area, which is really cool. And I didn't really notice it until I kind of went out of the area and then people were like, oh, yeah, San Francisco, like people are doing some cool stuff over there. I'm like, you know what? You're right. They are. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I feel like the scene is definitely growing here, which is cool, especially in San Jose. Yeah. Um, There's a big like DIY community who are just doing their own events, art, music. um, And it's cool to be a part of that in some way or another, or at least try to help that and grow for the most part. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of stuff going on in San Jose. So um, you know, from, from small high, from like mm-hmm. SJ come up and all of that. Hey, so it's cool. Shouts out SJ come up. Um, they've definitely been, uh, motivation for me as well because they find the coolest spots to like do shows at. And like, oh, that's, that's cool. like one of the biggest things that I've had trouble with because I, I don't know, I hate the whole club scene and bar scene and stuff Right. because people expect certain music, especially in San Jose, like I was talking about. Um, for you to play so it's nice finding different environments so people aren't expecting certain types of music and people can kind of play what they want and get people in a different headspace and I don't know able to appreciate different types of music more Um, that's true yeah and they do a good job they definitely do a good job of finding local artists around here how how do you find the venues so um, you know you were saying that SJ come up like finds venues that are mm-hmm. more open to different types of music like mm-hmm. how do you find the venues how do you even start with speaking with people mostly it's just yeah reaching out and seeing like if people want to collaborate and work on something together for the most part like you never know until you ask uh, that's one of my biggest things <laughs> yeah I've definitely asked and you know sometimes they say oh yeah send us an email at events at blah 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 dot com yeah. And I, I send it and then they don't answer. I'm like, sometimes you got to be persistent on? too. Yeah. Like you got to just like message them again, maybe after a week being like, Hey, wanted to follow up on this. Right. Right. You don't want to be super annoying, but like sometimes <laughs> people, people will, will crack under the persistence. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a sucker for persistence because then at least I know people care about it and stuff. So. Right. And do you find events where they kind of have you like pay to rent it out or is it usually a partnership? 
So yeah, that that kind of depends on the the venue and stuff itself. Because um, in the past, we've most of the the places that we've done like done shows at like usually are paying like a certain amount to rent out the space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's cool finding other people who are willing to work with you, especially when it's not monetary and stuff like that. Because the whole goal with what we're trying to do in San Jose as well is to make things more accessible to people. And the people in San Jose have been doing a pretty good job of making it like free events for the most part. That's or cool, yeah. if it is, it's going to be like donation based, like if people are paying for it. Um, because I don't know. A lot of people are struggling out here, especially yeah. in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to San Jose. Hey, That's cool. There, you know, stuff's going down. You just yeah, gotta exactly. look for it. I mean, hey. So how how do you market then? So, um, you know, like mm-hmm. you said before, a lot of things are happening in San Francisco. Everyone thinks you know everything's happening in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but so much is happening in San Jose. And mm-hmm. for people that may not know Small High, may not know SJ Come Up, like how do you reach those people? So that's been uh, something I've been thinking about as well. And I, I think my best answer when I, I think about that is getting them involved. Like maybe have some people from SF do some sets down here and maybe they'll oh, bring their yeah. friends and they'll see what it's like. But for the most part, I think San Jose has been doing a better job of at least bringing out certain events and people are starting to recognize there is stuff going down around here okay um whether it be like future beat scene or the indie rock scene or some house stuff that's going on because there's this other venue down in in san jose called level 44 and they're doing a pretty good job of bringing out a lot of like dirty bird artists and stuff like that okay so there's stuff going on it's just a matter of like checking it out and maybe taking that chance of going to check it out because there's a lot of times when I'm thinking about like, should I go to this event? I don't know. Right. And most of the time when I do go, I'm like, all right, I don't regret it because I actually got to meet some pe- cool people and like check out this whole new kind of thing that I would not have been able to experience if I had stayed home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously you probably like when you work with artists and, mm-hmm. and producers, you're asking them to kind of share the event to their fan base. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when you how do you like organize all of that and how do you like even start with the posts you know like the instagram posts so yeah um word of mouth is definitely a a big factor in things especially since we're we're doing a little bit more of like a diy sort of thing um letting like people letting know like letting their friends know has definitely been a big factor for things or at least like seeing like, okay, this is how it was like last time. Maybe I should go to the next one or whatever. That's true. Um, but word of mouth is the main thing. And so it always helps it when people share a story or a flyer or just post about it or something like that or say they're going to do this. And I mean, like, if you want to help out your friends, definitely just mention them in your story of, if they're playing a show or something because doesn't cost any money yeah and like that's honestly super helpful (laughs) yeah free advertisement for sure so then do you have a lot of processes in place to and and templates to help you communicate with artists communicate with like you know Mm -hmm. all your fan base and stuff like that or are you pretty just like everything's in your head and you just do it (laughs) there are i mean for messaging some people sometimes i'll use a template and stuff like that but I mean, for the most part, it's like 
I try to message them at the right time, but also like try to come off as let them know what can be offered and what can be gained in their respect and like how we really appreciate, or at least like it would be like an honor for us to kind of be able to have them at our event, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's just mostly kind of feeling out the situation, seeing how, or just communicating how people can kind of benefit from it in both ways or another and what can kind of come from it for the most part. Um, so it's, it's, it's different every time. Yeah. (laughs) I, 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 Feel like i'm still trying to figure that out mm-hmm. especially with um you know handling the podcast trying to communicate with people yeah. and then whatever i do can help like help you promote right. you as well as your business it's a win-win for everyone exactly so you know i'm still trying to figure that out and mm-hmm. that's why i'm asking because i know you work with a ton of artists so yeah sometimes you just got to put yourself in their shoes and like try to figure out what what they kind of want to see happen out of the whole thing and see what they're kind of going for um but yeah it's just it takes a lot of just figuring out from their perspective yeah like how this can benefit them or how they can kind of grow from this and whatnot or use it for something else whether it be content or whatever (laughs) yeah for sure yeah that that's uh something that i'm trying to keep in mind every time i communicate with people and Mm -hmm. even even the the assets and the emails that i'm sending so that's cool yeah definitely keep that in mind cool um so in terms of um the next part uh i have some instagram questions um so some of them or most of these people you know um, (laughs) so i'm just gonna ask a few questions um and you can just answer it so Josh and Rob from Nobody Important. Hey. <laughs> Shout outs to them. Shout um, out Nobody Important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for the the question. So they ask uh, why the name Small High Club. I know you said it was you know happy and not fun, but you know how did you think of Small High Club? So I don't know. There's something about music that kind of like I don't know uplifts me in a way. Like there's something about music that you can kind of use. It's it's like a drug. Like what was that that Bob Marley quote? When it hits, you feel no pain. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's just something about music that gets people out of their headspace sometimes. And like, it can be a medicine, I feel like, or it can make you think a little bit differently about stuff. So that's where like the high part, I guess, comes from. Smile is more of like, you know, positivity, bringing that, that whole good vibes to the whole forefront for the most part and making sure that it's more of a positive experience for the most part because I don't know there are, there are times when things can get a little bit aggressive or whatever with, especially with hip hop and, and all the new bass music and, and stuff. And I used to listen to like a lot of like, like hardcore stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to kind of know that things are going to be in a certain realm of, of feeling, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, every time I see small high club, I'm just mm-hmm. like, happier for some reason yeah, i mean hey i like the name so can smile more everyone can smile more <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i like it cool uh so kevin shecky um how do you choose the tracks um for releasing on the small high radio so like you said that you're trying to figure out what works together but like you know um do you look like how do you search for the tracks so going Okay, 
I'm just gonna say this too. The club part in in the Smell High Club is was also supposed to be about community and like okay. bringing people together, and have that be more of like a communal aspect to things. Cool. But yeah, going back to your original <laughs> question. No worries. No worries. <laughs> um, I'm glad you explained that part. Yeah, because yeah, I sure. was like, oh. that, that's important. That's important. <laughs> um, going back to the picking songs, it's really just me just kind of like wandering around SoundCloud for a while. And then like, once I find a few good songs, I try to like stay within that sort of vibe. But like, I also like incorporating new styles and different types of music, especially in my mixes and stuff, because I use it more as a showcase for putting out new styles and putting new artists on and stuff like that. So it definitely just takes some some digging and just list like pressing play on all the tracks on related related artists or yeah. songs and stuff like that and like seeing other people's likes and stuff. Yeah. So I just get lucky sometimes and find some cool stuff and I just try to figure out a way to kind of put it all together right after I download it. I usually take a, like a few listens to some of the songs and then structure it out by BPM. Right, right. And then figure out ways I can kind of transition through stuff, but mostly just i do like one take how how long does it take to find all the tracks like how many tracks do you have in a in usually a around episode? 20 to 25 tracks i try to keep it around there um it takes me like around an hour to kind of get all those tracks oh that's um, not bad yeah i mean i i definitely like go through a lot of stuff but like i figured out ways to kind of okay i know this is gonna be a good song yeah like you kind of like skip through it and like know that some songs are going to be fire. Yeah. And I don't know, there are times when certain tracks have like unexpected things that I wasn't really like, didn't really listen for. Yeah. <laughs> but you just kind of like go with it and like, all right, see what you can do. Cause it's always fun. Like mixing new stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like once you have that experience, you're kind of, you know what you're, what's good. What's it's not. taken a long time to get to this point <laughs> where I can just kind of like, all right, I have the songs I want. Let me try to mix them in a good way because at KSJS, there's been, there's a, there's a couple years that aren't even on SoundCloud where I've like had to do trial and error of what type of music I want to kind of put on and like how to kind of present it and make sure there's no real errors in between as well. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's very important. It's taken a it's taken a, like a year or two. Okay, well, uh, you know, you're always constantly improving, right? Yeah. So that's cool. Cool. Uh, so the next question, Mr. No Name Rod, um, he's a friend of mine. He's a rapper, hey. um, coming from an independent artist. Are there any tips on how to effectively market yourself? I would say, look, try to figure out where you're trying to go with your sound. Um, try to find people who have done that already, see how they've done it and try to kind of do what they did. But Another big thing I've realized, especially for up and coming artists, is creating a community for yourself and working with other up and coming artists. Um, whether it just be like sharing and reposting their stuff and, or commenting on their stuff and just like hyping them up, that's a big thing. And I see that going on a lot. Like some people start forming their own collectives after yeah. that. But, um, just networking in general and getting yourself out there to as many people as possible, I think is one of the biggest things and just leaving a comment on certain songs that you like is a big thing too. It, 
do you ever see a time where artists start to do that where it's kind of fake you know they're just liking everything to to get people to notice them and then like commenting like random shit and then just mm. saying like uh, well so i, I feel no, like this happens on you, instagram I, I feel you i feel you yeah. like, like <laughs> they'll they'll like follow you and like say hi or like comment or something and then mm-hmm. like you see it on your you know your feed and then you like look at them and then they'll unfollow you later you know well yeah that's definitely been you can kind of tell though when it's like disingenuous i feel like because that's true um there are certain programs i feel like that are meant to kind of do that or at least like get you involved with other people who like have similar interests and whatnot yeah but it's like if someone's just commenting like emojis and stuff and like there's no real like substance behind it and like I don't know. You can kind of tell when like things are just like, okay, this guy just followed me just so I follow him back and then he's going to unfollow me or whatever. That's true. But it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I try not to think about that for the most part, but you kind of see that stuff happen on SoundCloud too. When people have like these crazy amount of plays and then like 10 comments on their song, it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're, they're just trying to like hack, you know, you the, kind the of, algorithm. Yeah, you can kind of tell you like if the numbers aren't really adding up in some way or another, it's like, Something's a little bit fishy here. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> um, so final question from Sincerely Sunshine Cat. Um, oh, I like this one. Why do you think music is so important to our world? Wow. Um, I think it's one of the most important things because, I don't know, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day when there were cavemen doing their thing like <laughs> i feel like art and music was like one of the biggest things that brought people together like mm-hmm. whether it be trying to explain certain stuff through images or just creating this this universal vibe for people to kind of connect with each other on in some way or another because sound i feel like plays such a big role in our reality because everything's vibrating at a certain wavelength like, oh for sure it's like when you get down to it like sound is is crazy the, the whole physics aspect to it the whole universal aspect to it is just blows my mind sometimes yeah but i don't know it's so innate i feel like within us as humans since the like our development into humans um that it's something that we can't really live without i feel like I agree. so fostering people to make their own music and to keep pushing their their stuff music wise i feel like is important and something that pushes me to to keep doing what i do at the small high because seeing or at least like realizing that there have probably been some really awesome artists that just never got the right support or backing or whatever it is and just stopped yeah and how that music could have affected so many people in like a positive way or at least in some way or another um kind of blows my mind sometimes it's like imagine all that crazy stuff that you'd never heard of <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah and and I, that's what i try to do with my videos too because um with my videos one you know if i use a kanye video that mm-hmm. that's not gonna fly i'm gonna get flagged by youtube i'm gonna get my video shut down or something mm-hmm. so um part of the reason I, I do video is to promote local businesses local artists and all of that so being able to use local or independent Art, artist's music is like my favorite thing to do and like trying to search through soundcloud or you know like obviously shecky i use a lot of his music hey. just use, using <laughs> that on my videos is really fun music. yeah yeah 
it's i love using his music to make videos so um you know it's really fun to do that and that's how i try to promote other artists by like giving him a shout out on my video or something like that oh yeah i mean that's like one thing that we've also tried to like focus more on is because um sometimes people will be hitting us up and like asking like oh can we use your music and and these types of things and stuff and that's where i think smile high can kind of grow as well as to like help connect um, producers and people who are focusing more on just like the technical aspect of making music and connecting them with people who need that. Um, that's something that I've realized is, is needed, especially in this day and age when people are doing a lot more video work and yeah. um, need more original content yeah, for the most part. For sure. Yeah. So Best best collaboration. Yeah. I mean, it's needed. It's something that's needed. And it's just a matter of like going out of your way to find it. Sometimes it takes some digging. It may take some time to find the right person, but yeah, they're out there. Cool. Yeah. I guess the the final two questions are basically what's next for you and Small High? So what's next? I'm still kind of trying to figure that out because one of my main goals was to try to do um, festival, whether it be side stage or takeover. And luckily we got that coming up with Santa Cruz Music Fest um, nice. in October. So you don't want to miss out on that because we got a lot of really awesome artists that we're bringing out. Um, on the 19th in the upstairs catalyst, uh, we got like, we got the place from 4 PM to 11 PM and it's going to be smacking. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what the next steps are. I'm, I've been meaning to sit down and kind of write out some goals because that's what I did in the beginning, like a couple years ago. And since we've kind of hit those goals now, um, we've got some new EPs coming out and bigger projects and I don't know, we started releasing stuff on streaming services. I definitely want to consider what the next big steps are, but I also definitely recommend other people doing that as well, sitting down and thinking about what they want to achieve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have like one year goal or is it five year or, you know? so yeah, I want to try to sit down and do like more of a five year goal okay. from now because, um, like I said, we've we've kind of done the things, or at least are, are going to be doing the things that I, I, I wanted to see happen. So I got to kind of think a little bit more ahead and a little bit bigger now because things are, like people are starting to recognize like what we're doing, which is cool. And that's the main goal is to get keep growing. Like I don't want to get too stagnant with things, but... For sure provide more opportunities, more quality events, um, get more artists involved. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I got, I got, I got to figure it out. So cool. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. You guys will see. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, so, um, last thing is, do you want to give any more other plugs like events or, you know, anything else? Shout outs. Well, shoot. I feel like we did a good job of, um, at least shouting out people in the meantime, like I yeah, said, throughout the whole podcast, 90.5, um, check check ksjs out uh org slash listen they always have someone playing music 24 7 college radio non-top 40 stuff um what else shouts out to space 2950 as well for putting on events around here yeah they're legit and um shouts out good society la who are also pushing the Future Beats movement over in L.A. as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love how you're all connected. It's so cool. I love <laughs> that's, it. That's the main goal. Oh, yeah, shouts out Let's Play House as well. They're doing, they, they got their whole West Coast tour coming oh, yeah, along. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's cool because things are starting to become more integrated and connected around here. And I think that's, that's how it should be because once people are all on the same wavelength, it's easier to kind of make things happen and work together to make things even better than they are right now. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, uh, that's, that's really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see all of you guys work together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if um, people want to follow you, uh, what social media handle should they follow? So for Smile High, uh, at Smile High Club Community, it's with an S. Some people, I don't know, I guess I don't enunciate well enough sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, most of our tags are Smile High Club Community. Um, my personal one is the the Demiurge with a three at the end instead of an E. But um, but yeah. How do you spell that? So it's the D-E-M-I-U-R-G-3. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, they, they should be looking out at Small High Club community for any upcoming events and shout outs. To yeah, we have, some, we have a lot of stuff coming up in August. Um, and like I said, we're working on trying to get a spot where we can do some stuff consistently that um, is accessible to people under 21 as well. Um, and yeah, it's Santa Cruz Music Fest coming up. We also have a compilation coming up uh, at the end of August as well. And some EPs that we have planned for release been dropping some singles so yeah check it out and then we also have the radio show going on trying to do that weekly like i said hasn't been super consistent but you'll you'll, you'll always be getting some radio shows sick, sick. <laughs> yeah so many things going on so i'm excited hey. for that thank you for coming of course man thank you for having me yeah yeah appreciate right. it cool